It is time for promotions here at the Profits Picks Football Podcast Show once again. And I want to start with my daughter in Atlanta, Georgia, in the Eastern Time Zone. And that is Nails by Amani, the best nail technician in or outside of the 285 perimeter in Atlanta, Georgia, more specifically 258 South Main Street, Suite F, Jonesboro, Georgia, 30236. She is once again the best nail technician in Atlanta, Georgia, inside or outside the 285 perimeter. Check out Nails by Amani today. Look her up on Instagram as well. All right. Let's not forget about the missus. And that is, of course, shopneolife.com forward slash Forest Health. Once again, that is shopneolife.com forward slash F O R R E S T H E A L T H. And check out her newest business, the one that we all want to see prosper more than any of the other ones, quite frankly, and that is onlineandbeautyboutique.com. And that is O N L I N E B E A U T Y B O U T I Q U E dot com. The onlinebeautyboutique.com, heavenly hair, and little man. He checks out the show every now and again with some intro music, and that is Arigato Joey at SoundCloud.com. Once again, that is A-R-I-G as in greatness, A-T-O-J-O-E-Y at SoundCloud.com. He makes music, and he also makes music for my podcast show. Check me out. I'm on Instagram at the Prophets Picks 2019. Once again, that is at the Prophets Picks 2019. I'm on Twitter at Prophets underscore Picks. You can email me. Theprofitspicks at gmail.com and look us all up today. Everybody stay safe out there and stay tuned for the show coming up next. All right, back with podcast show number 195 of the 2022 NFL season. And this is the Sunday Night Football Results Show, week 11. My prediction was Kansas City 19, Los Angeles Chargers 13 in the fourth of five divisional games in week 11, the week before Thanksgiving week and we are in Thanksgiving week and I was absolutely correct sir thank you very much Patrick Mahomes Andy Reid the coaching staff the Kansas City Chiefs defense and big Trav Kelsey baby baby Gronkowski Travis Kelsey number 87 for the Kansas City Chiefs Sweeping the Los Angeles Chargers in the 2022 NFL season. Congratulations, Chiefs fans. Congratulations, the Sea of Red at GEHA Stadium at Arrowhead Field or GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. However, the name of rights are in today's world at the Sea of Red in Kansas City, Missouri. But the game on last night was played 
in the new five and a half billion dollar, almost six billion dollar stadium in Los Angeles, California, Inglewood, California, to be more specific. That's where um, the Super Bowl was played back in February of this year. And once again, my prediction last week for this game that was played on last night was absolutely and totally correct, sir. Thank you very much. I am 2-0 in week 11 in primetime predictions. Thursday Night Football results show was completed earlier today during the lunch hour here at the Prophet Speaks Football Podcast show about four hours ago now uh, in the uh, central time zone. And um, I am now giving you the Sunday Night Football results show, a game that was played a little more recently than Thursday night between Tennessee and Green Bay. Kansas City strolls into Los Angeles. They strolled into SoFi Stadium. And trust me when I tell you, it was not easy. They had to earn it. Patrick Mahomes is now 14-0 against divisional opponents on the road, I believe it is. 14-0 on the road. I don't know if Tom Brady has that record, but... If Patrick Mahomes is the first to obtain that type of quarterback record, um, even though we know that the NFL is a team sport, it's not a one-man show, it's not tennis, it's not golf, uh, it's not um, the track and field relays where you're one individual running against another individual or other individuals from other countries or other teams, but um, yeah, It's a team sport, but nevertheless, quarterback gets the loss if the team loses and the quarterback gets the W if the team wins. It's besides the head coach for NFL football teams, the position on the football field in which a team sport is played, but only one player from that team gets the win or the loss to their career Record. If you look it up, no other position on an NFL football theme get on an NFL football field. Excuse me, not NFL football theme, but an NFL football field. No other position on an NFL football field gets credited with a win or a loss, but the quarterback position. So I would be shocked if that's a record that Tom Brady does not already own. And if Tom Brady doesn't own it. Than any other quarterback over the years, like Dan Marino, Drew Brees, Brett Favre. He had a good little run at one point in time in his career. Uh, Jim Kelly. You know, and these are greats. These are Hall of Famers. Peyton Manning. uh, Who else can I think of? Joe Montana going further back into the day. John Elway. I'm pretty sure some of those guys at some point in time, had a record or a stint, I should say, a period of time in which they won double-digit games against divisional opponents on the road. This is not at home. This was not a home game on last night. This was on the road. And the reason why I said thank you, Red Sea Kansas City Chiefs fans, is because... When the city of L.A., or any city for that matter, goes a good 10 years or longer without an NFL franchise to represent, 
that particular city can be a fan of whichever NFL football team they want to be a fan of, quite frankly, because the NFL and that billionaire owner that is in collusion or NFL owners don't like that word, even though it's the truth, but in cahoots, or should I say in unity, is that better? With the NFL owners, when they agree to move a team to another city, you can't expect once you get a team back, let alone now the lost city of Los Angeles has two teams back. You can't expect for the fans that was in that city without the Rams for over 20 years and without the Chargers for nearly 100. Chargers started out in Los Angeles in 1960-something. I don't have the exact date in front of me, but when I do the prediction shows, I do have the exact date in front of me because that's not a priority right now. Priority for me right now is to give you the results of this show, but what I'm doing right now is setting up the results of this game. And when you don't have the Chargers in the city, of Los Angeles, the city of angels for over almost a hundred years. And again, the Rams, this is, this is the Rams second stint in the city of Los Angeles. This is the Rams second go around in the city of Los Angeles. They have not been there in over 20 years. And when you don't have an NFL franchise in a city for that long of a period of time, Fans can root for whoever they want to root for. And there was a good percentage of Kansas City Chiefs fans that literally got tickets for both the airplane, the flight from Kansas City, Missouri to Los Angeles International or LAX, as they like to call it out there. And they also got tickets to that game at SoFi Stadium for the Kansas City Chiefs road game to Los Angeles in SoFi Stadium. And it was a close game. Chargers, as does every NFL team at this point in time during the season, have a lot of injuries. And the major injuries that the Chargers have had this year has been on that interior defensive line. And they just got Keenan Allen back last night. But for the majority of the year, it's been Joshua Palmer and DeAndre Carter at wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. I beg your pardon for the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers just got Gerald, just had Gerald Everett a few weeks ago and they lost him. So it's been a long road to hoe with the roster staying 100% healthy for the Los Angeles Chargers. And um, once again, this is. Sunday Night Football Results Show, Prophet Speaks Football Podcast Show, Week 11. And it's weird, right? It's like this weird feeling, even though it's Monday. You know that there's still one more NFL game that's going to be broadcast tonight. You know that there's going to be one more game played. And it's just a weird feeling for me. Because you know that the week is not over in the NFL, right? But at the same time, the week is over in the NFL, right? Right? Week 11 basically is over. 
There's just one game left to be played. Like, let's theoretically speak really quickly, and then I'm going to get to results and the statistics of the game last night with Patrick Mahomes versus Justin Herbert. And theoretically, let's just theoretically say that for some strange reason, the 49ers and the Cardinals could not play their international game in Mexico City this coming um, tonight, later on tonight, in a few hours. Um, But at the end of the day, this game could get rescheduled. So officially, Kansas City and Los Angeles would basically be the last game of week 11. If something were to happen, no matter what it is, and it doesn't have to be bad. It doesn't have to be catastrophic or devastating or something to bring your hopes and your spirits down or anything like that. No. Well, let's just say for for some strange reason, right? Let's say the field was found to not be safe for the players to play on in Mexico City, which is the final international series game for the 2022 NFL season. Not only that, it is the first game in Mexico City since 2019 um, let's just say that for some strange reason, the game was not able to be played. The field, right? That's what I said. The field was deemed not safe for the players to play on. And the game had to be rescheduled. And let's say it ended up being for next Monday. And we have a Monday night after Thanksgiving double hitter, which actually sounds pretty freaking cool. You got one game starting earlier than it normally would start on Monday night. Let's say, uh, what is it? It's 5.33 Central. So let's say the game would start at 6 Eastern, right? 6.30 Eastern. So the game just kicked off three minutes ago, and it's November the 28th, 2022 on a Monday. And then you got the actual game that was supposed to have been played tonight, played in Mexico City next Monday, And let's say this game that I'm giving you the results on was the final game of the week. Where am I going with all this? What is the point? The point is this. Every Monday when I do a Sunday Night Football results show. Technically, the NFL week is not done until that Monday Night Football game final scores in. But because we live in a post normal world post 2019 and we are currently living in a COVID-19 era we have to remember at any given point in time something can come up in this COVID-19 era in which it will cause a Monday night football game to get canceled and or rescheduled and it won't necessarily get canceled because they have to play the game they have to reschedule it right NFL has billions of dollars to deal with Not only with the pandemic, but with other things as well. That is right along the line of sicknesses and diseases if they're able to do so. I mean, there's not going to be a zombie apocalypse. I don't know why everybody keeps assuming that that's going to eventually happen one day. I guess people like that thought as deranged as it may sound. But um, yeah, it's just weird doing a results show for a Sunday night football game. Knowing that there is going to be a game played later on tonight that I have to do a results show for tomorrow. 
Because technically Sunday is the beginning of the week. And then Monday is the beginning of the work week because most businesses observe Sunday as the weekend and they observe it, right? Whether they observe it as the Lord's day or they just don't want to work on Sundays because Sunday is set aside for their family or rest or whatever. I mean, everybody has a different background and I'm not here. Now I'm not here to tell you what to label your Sunday as. I know for me, I observe the Lord and I'm in church. So at the end of the day, Sunday is the beginning of the week, but it's also a quick wham, bam, thank you, ma'am day from morning to mid afternoon to the night. And before you know it, you're sitting here like I am on an early Monday evening, late Monday afternoon. And it's just really weird. I've always found myself feeling weird doing a result show for Sunday Night Football, knowing that there's going to be another game tonight, when technically all of the games are played on Sunday for the most part, and there's only one game remaining for the week. I don't know. It's just weird. It's great NFL. Don't stop doing it. I love Monday Night Football. I love Sunday Night Football. Thursday Night Football, uh, I've been saying it since I started doing this podcast show. I love the NFL. I love watching the NFL, but I just never liked the NFL playing football games on Thursday nights. I'm sorry. I just never liked it. Even before I started doing the podcast show, I did not like it. I didn't like it when it started and I still don't like it today for many, 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 many reasons. And I'm pretty sure a lot of NFL players will agree with me on that. You just don't get the best product with an NFL game. You just don't. Either one team is going to be more prepared than the other. You're not going to get that close, exciting game that you're going to get on a Sunday night or a Monday night. You're just not going to get it. And um, I know the NFL can't play on Friday nights because of antitrust bylaws for high school footballs, for high school football and high schools um, across the United States of America. This is a governmental United States antitrust law. And... They the NFL can barely play on Saturdays because of college. And good news is college is going to win not this coming weekend, but first weekend in December, which is December the 3rd. You got all of the conference championship games and then all of the leftover crumbs from the other conferences and teams that are not in any conference competition or anything like that. They're just basically playing for a bowl game. But anyways, yeah, it's just something that I had to get off my chest, something that I thought about before I did the show today. Um, And it's something that I quite frankly always think about before I do the Sunday Night Football Results show. I just never expressed how I was feeling and what I thought about it until today, which is the fourth season that I'm predicting winners and losers. But this is only three years in to this podcast show. Um, So... Yeah, just really, really weird, really weird, because in my mind, another thing is, and I'll go ahead and get to the results of the game last night, but another thing is, in my mind, on Mondays, I'm already, even though I know that there's going to be a game tonight, regardless of what happens with that game, in my mind, I'm already preparing or prepared for next week's NFL games. And this week is a happy week. It's happy Thanksgiving week. And speaking of 
this week's games. There will be on Sunday 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 1 o'clock games, 12 Central. Four games in a 4 o'clock window, two at 4.05 and two at 4.25. Three games on Thanksgiving Day. Sunday Night Football, Packers and Eagles. The bye weeks will be on pause for one week. And Monday Night Football, Pittsburgh and Indianapolis. We don't have a choice, you all. We have to watch that game. Because it's on Monday Night Football. Eventually, the NFL will start flexing out bad Monday Night Football games. Wish they had done that a lot sooner, I can tell you that. But yeah, as it's going to be the 3-7 and seven Steelers hosting the 4-6-1 and one Indianapolis Colts led by Jeff Saturday and company. And kudos to Jeff Saturday and company. 17-16 was the final in that one. Eagles barely beat the Colts on yesterday. Wow. Um, and I did give a 17-16 final score in week 11, but it was not for that game. It was for the Commanders and the Texans. And the Texans' woes continues as they got demolished by the Commanders 23-10. So AFC South not having a good go of it. This year against the NFC East. All right. Time zone breakdown. Sunday Night Football results show on a Monday, November the 21st, 2022. It is officially Thanksgiving week. Thanksgiving Day will be national throughout the NFL anyways. It will be John Madden Day. John Madden helped make... The NFL a lot more famous than it already was on Thanksgiving Day. It already had a lot of popularity. Popularity. The NFL was already big in a lot of people's eyes on Thanksgiving Day because of the teams that said many, 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 many moons ago that they would, in fact, play NFL football on Thanksgiving Day when a bunch of the other teams in the NFL, they said, no, man, we're not playing on Thanksgiving Day. It's a holiday. No, we want to be with our families. But there was the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys who agreed to play on Thanksgiving Day. Way back when, many, many, many moons ago, early 1900s. So, boys and girls out there, if you're wondering why there is NFL football on the holiday of Thanksgiving every single year, and every single year, it's always the Dallas Cowboys playing against whoever and the Detroit Lions playing against whoever. And sometimes it's Detroit playing against Dallas on Thanksgiving. And for many years, that's how it was. Um, if you're wondering why that is, that is the reason why there is your history lesson from the NFL, from the Prophets Picks on your Monday, November the 21st, 2022. All right. Turkey is thawing out. I am so excited. And we are getting closer and closer to Thanksgiving 2022, also closer to my daughter's birthday. She will be 23 on this year. I will do uh, honorings for her on Thanksgiving Day because she was born on the 25th. And that year, the 25th landed on Thanksgiving Day. So she has two birthdays, 25th and Thanksgiving Day. Ever since I've known her, that's how I always regarded her birthday. So Hopefully she appreciates that. Heck, I wish I was born on an actual holiday 
and got that reverence. But anyways, um, looking forward to Thanksgiving and going to go ahead and quickly get you a little bit of what happened in the game last night. Um, yet again, I did not watch all of the game last night. Um, I saw a good chunk of it. I saw the first half. I saw a good chunk of the second half. Um, I did not see the exciting conclusion, which was Kansas City losing 27 to 23, I believe it was at the time. And when I looked up right before I laid my head down on my pillow, I saw Kansas City Chiefs win with the victory. Final score 30 to 27. And it was another uh, big Trav, Travis Kelsey night as he had yet another three receiving touchdown evening. And, you know, when I was doing the NBC NFL predictor app right before the game kicked off, that was a big part of me that said, you know what, Travis Kelsey is going to get three touchdown receptions on tonight or he's going to get three touchdowns, whether it's a pop pass, a reverse down in the goal line in the red zone, but he's going to get three touchdowns tonight. And I didn't listen to myself. I just said Travis Kelsey was going to get two touchdowns. And if any of you know what the NFL predictor app for NBC Sports is, you know that you got to be right on the money or you don't get any money. You don't got to put any money in to put your predictions in. But if you don't get all of them right, you don't get jack. And God forbid, five of you get at least four or five things right out of, let's just say for an example, eight. You all all have to split that money. So I'm still looking for the opportunity to nail every single prediction for an NFL game on the NBC predictor app. Quite frankly, since 2000 and I believe it's 19, I've been doing that on a consistent basis, just swinging and missing. I would be in single A baseball if if there was such a thing for the NFL predictor app for NBC Sports. All right. So, once again, my prediction was 1913 Chiefs over the Chargers. I go from six and four on Sunday night football to seven and four. On yesterday, I went seven and four in the daytime games. And with Sunday night football included, I went eight and four. And with one game remaining, I can either have the same record that I had in week 10, which was eight and five, or I can have a record of nine and four, which was the record that I had. At the end of week nine. Last week I went one and two in primetime predictions, and this week thus far I am two and oh in primetime predictions, and I'm praying to Christ that I go three and oh. I have not had much luck with predicting a clean primetime week sweep, which is Thursday night football, Sunday night football, and of course tonight, Monday night football. All right. Resetting the show, coming to you live from the Prophets Pick Studios forward slash media centers here in the city of Houston. It is cold, it is wet, it is raining, it is dark outside. Good evening, East Coast. Gonna try this again, 6.47 p.m. Atlantic Eastern Eastern Standard Time. What's up? It is JCF, the creator of the Prophets Picks Football Podcast Show. 
That means it is an hour behind here where we are making it 547. It is 447 p.m. Mountain and it is 347 p.m. Pacific. Anchorage, Alaska, what is up? Welcome back to the Prophet Speaks Football Podcast show. Of course, you're going to be listening to this show after it's recorded. And Jason Tom from Facebook, what is up, man? 147 p.m. Hawaiian Standard Time. Honolulu, Waikiki, Maui, as well as the World War II Pearl Harbor Memorial in Hawaii. E. What is up? Good afternoon to you out there. It is 147 p.m. Hawaiian Standard Time. Looking forward to getting Jason Tom on the show later on this week. He has a Facebook group. He has a humongous Facebook group following. He actually hit me up this morning. Um, It was about five something my time. And Hawaii is four hours behind the central time zone. Man, I don't know how he keeps up with the Detroit Lions. And it makes sense. A lot of people don't understand this. So let me help you guys out really quickly. Then I'll talk about the Chiefs and the Chargers from last night. But Samoan, South Pacific Islanders, Polynesians, Hawaiians, right? They're four hours behind us. And they're in the Hawaiian time zone, right? So because they're four hours behind us, that means that when Jason Tom hit me up this morning at 5 something a.m., 531 or whatever it was a.m., you count that backwards, 431, 331, 231, 131. Homeboy was probably just not going to bed, right? Um, He does the beatbox and stuff with his um, mouth. He has that little gift there. Um, And he's out there in Hawaii, which is super dope. And the colors of the Detroit Lions here in the central time zone, here in the mainland, is what the Hawaiians call the United States of America. Um, They wear a specific shade of blue and silver, right? The shade of blue that the Detroit Lions wear is specifically called Honolulu Blue. That's the number one reason why the majority of Hawaiians have a love and they have an attraction to the Detroit Lions because Honolulu, Hawaii, Detroit Lions favorite color, or should I say their team colors is silver and Honolulu Blue. So I hope you guys put that together. And that's part of the reason why I give props and respect to not just the time zones in the mainland, but time zones outside of the mainland. And it is now 1.50 in the afternoon on a Monday in beautiful Honolulu, Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful state. That the United States proudly and very wisely, may I I add, um, own and support as one of our 52 states for the United States of America. It's not 51, it's 52. Trust me. All right. um, Just like that, the Kansas City Chiefs, they're now 8-2. 
just like that, the Kansas City Chiefs are now the number one team in the AFC. For a long part of for a very long part of the NFL season this year, um, Buffalo Bills controlled the number one seed, and they were the number one seed, especially after they strolled into Kansas City and put a whooping on the Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium at GEHA Field. And just like that, the Chargers go from contenders to pretenders. Close game on last night. I said that before. I said that a good 30 minutes ago. I was going to say that again. The game on Thursday Night Football was super close. If it wasn't for the heroics and theatrics of the rookie cornerback Watson in that game, guess what? Kansas City Chiefs would have lost to the Chargers yet again in their home stadium. But 14 and 0 on the road since being the starting quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs is Patrick Mahomes. Just a ridiculously stupid stat, man. That is bonkers. Blew my mind when I heard that stat earlier today. And just like that, Los Angeles Chargers go to 5 and 5 on the season. They're at 500. All right, that's better than a lot of other NFL teams, but I'm pretty sure they wish they were a lot better than 500. They could have won the game last night as I started to go down this track earlier in the show, and I slowly drifted away from it, getting back on track to hurry up and finish this show, is Chargers didn't have Keenan Allen for a long time this season. They just got him back last night. They got Mike Williams back last night for a good portion of the game, but he re-injured his ankle. He did not return. He's been in and out this season. It's been on the shoulders of Justin Herbert, Joshua Palmer, and Gerald Everett. But wait, Gerald Everett got hurt a few weeks ago, and he has been out for the last few weeks. On the defensive side of the football, Joey Bosa has been out since week three. In what season has Joey Bosa played from week one to the end of the season? And uh, Joshua Palmer showed out on last night. But it's been on the shoulders of Joshua Palmer, DeAndre Carter, which I believe that is uh, Chris Carter's, the Hall of Famer, Minnesota Vikings wide receivers for many, many years. I believe that is his son. And passing game also on the shoulders of the running back, Austin Eckler. So it was a tough one. 10 to 6 at the end of the first quarter. This game was completely and totally different from the Titans and the Packers game because I wasn't worried about the Packers game at any given point in time. But this game, when I looked at the score, there were times during the game where I was worried that Kansas City Chiefs was going to lose this football game. But if anybody notices, with the exception of the Buffalo Bills game, these type of games including against the Chargers earlier this season on Thursday Night Football for the Kansas City Chiefs. These type of games this season, the Kansas City Chiefs have won them. They won a game like this earlier this year on Monday Night Football against the Raiders. The Kansas City Chiefs won a game like this earlier this season um, that was extremely close 
And I don't think it was in prime time, but it was, in fact, the close game. Um, you had the win against the Raiders on Monday Night Football. Um, Sunday Night Football. They won a game like this on in prime time a few weeks ago. Tennessee Titans, Sunday Night Football. Overtime. Kansas City Chiefs has just been all up and down the prime time schedule this year. Monday Night Football with the Raiders. Sunday Night Football with the Buccaneers. Sunday Night Football with the Chargers. Sunday Night Football with the Titans. Uh, Thursday Night Football with the Chargers. Sunday Night Football with the Chargers. It's just been all up and down prime time this season. And uh, they got some more prime time games, games to come. Um, the NFL wants winning football teams in prime time. Not only do they want winning football teams in prime time, but they want quarterbacks that represent the NFL and represent them well in prime time as well. And that is... Guys like Justin Herbert, and most importantly, guys like Patrick Mahomes against the Broncos Sunday Night Football, December the 11th for the Denver Broncos. Beg your pardon for the Kansas City Chiefs. They have the Broncos we um in prime time Sunday Night Football. I'm pretty sure that won't get flexed out unless there are two teams that are more hot at that point in time during the season later on this year. And if that's the case, then we will definitely not see the Chiefs and the Broncos. And the reason why I say that is because the Broncos, as I predicted at the beginning of the year, they will not be going to the postseason. And they won't. They found a way to lose in overtime to their division rival, the Las Vegas Raiders, on yesterday. And I predicted that they would lose that game 31-21. And the final was uh, 22-16 overtime. So... People want to blame the head coach, Paul Hackett. I'm going to blame Russell Wilson. 10 to 6 at the end of the first quarter, as I started to say a few moments ago. Chargers led. 10 to 7 in the second quarter, giving the Chargers at halftime a lead of 20 to 13. Halftime. Chiefs defense made their in-game adjustments, their halftime adjustments, and guess what? Kansas City Chiefs came out on fire, but the Chargers held serve with all of the injuries that they have on that interior defensive line. They held serve some way, somehow, and they held the, the Chiefs to a field goal. But the Chiefs defense buckled down. They said enough of that. They didn't give up any points. It was a three-zip lead in the third quarter giving the Kansas City Chiefs the lead back. And look, there's not going to be many years where Kansas City just goes into their division rival's home stadium or face their division rival in their stadium and blow them off the field. That's not going to happen forever. Eventually, the gap is going to be closed. And even though the Chargers are 5-5, five and five, They still faced a divisional opponent that they know and they know very well and that they know and have known for years. Remember, that game last night was the 126th meeting between the Chargers and the Chiefs. And in the fourth quarter, Chargers regained the lead. It was 27 to 23, I believe it was. And then Kansas City Chiefs put... The Chargers away for the second time this season 
scoring two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, 14 to seven in the fourth quarter, totaling 30 points for your Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs are now four and one on the road, eight and two overall in the year. They have the number one seed currently in the AFC, prime for the number one seed and the road to Arizona going through Kansas City, Missouri. Los Angeles Chargers fall to two and three on the season at home, that is, and five and five overall on the year. But they're still in second place, though. They're still in second place. And looking at the playoff standings right now, the Chargers would not be in the postseason if the postseason started today. Here's the reason why. Titans lead the AFC South, seven and three. Chiefs are eight and two in the West, they lead. Ravens are seven and three in the North, they lead. And then you got to look at the Dolphins, seven and three in the AFC East. There's only three spots remaining. You got the Bengals at six and four, but you also have Buffalo at seven and three, New England at six and four, Jets at six and four, and then Jets got swept by the Patriots, so technically the Jets would not be in consideration. Question is, did the Jets beat the Bengals this year? You got to go into all of those tiebreaker situations. So with your division leaders right now, Dolphins, Ravens, Titans, all with the same record of seven and three. The Chiefs, number one seed, eight and two. Who will be that number two seed? Who will be that number three seed? Who will be that number four seed? And then again, you got three wildcard seeds. You got seeds number five, six, and seven. And you only got four teams. Or should I say you only got three spots and you got four teams to fit those three spots in, to stuff those four teams into. It's just not going to work. So who are the three teams that would be getting those last three spots? We know Buffalo is going to get one of those last three. So now you got two spots and three teams to try to fit in those last two spots. And those three teams have the same record of six victories and four losses. That's why every single game for the most part this season has been won by 10 points or less in the NFL this year. Because this is a league where you got to win. You got to win now. Perfect example, the Rams are 3-7. and It's not what you did for me back in February winning the Super Bowl, Rams. It's what are you doing for me as a Ram fan and the owner of the franchise this season. And this is an important thought that I had. And I'm going to go ahead and finish up with the show with the statistics for the Chiefs and Rams from last night. But this is something I want you guys to think about. Imagine if Sean McVay and the Rams didn't make it to the Super Bowl last year. Let's say the Rams went to Tampa Bay last year. And they lost, right? On the back of losing and trading away the future with the F the picks mentality that they started. You combine that or you or should I say you compound it because this is an issue. So you're compounding an already tough situation. You got Matthew Stafford, you F them picks, you send your future away. And then you compound that with a three and seven record this year. You're looking like the Arizona Cardinals from past years 
and you're at the bottom of the NFC West with a record of 3-7, and seven, plus you lost to the Buccaneers in a divisional playoff round. How fortunate is that Super Bowl trophy looking right now for the Rams? Because here's the thing, you can get away with having a losing season. Something that, by the way, Sean McVay has never had as the NFL head coach of the Los Angeles Rams. He's never had a losing season. And the Rams have been to the postseason the majority of his career. And the majority of his career, he's had a trash quarterback in Jared Goff. Okay? Trash quarterback in Jared Goff. And a phenomenal defense the majority of those years in which he has coached. He's been to two Super Bowls. He's won one. But this is his first losing season. So imagine. There will be all kinds of rumors just flurrying around the NFL, right? Is this going to be it for Sean McVay? That crap really gets on my nerves. I mean, you got to give these guys time to get the roster back to where it was, right? And then there's going to be you out, you people out there that's going to come at me and say, well, if they didn't trade all their draft picks away, then they could have kept it. Ah, fooey. Rams just won the Super Bowl with a bunch of fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round freaking players. Don't give me that crap. Every NFL franchise is going to have at least one bad year. Especially those that are consistent. I mean, heck, look at Bill Belichick. It has happened to him at least twice, right? And for the Patriots, the standard that they have created, it's Super Bowl or bust for them. Like, if they make it to the Super Bowl and they lose, that's a failure of a year. When you have franchises that have never been to a Super Bowl, Cleveland Browns, never been to a Super Bowl, Detroit Lions, never been to a Super Bowl, Jacksonville Jaguars, Houston Texans, never been to a Super Bowl. And you have spoiled fans out here in the NFL that if their team doesn't Make it to the Super Bowl every year and win it every year is considered a failure. I get that. I get that mentality. I get that standard. I, I get that. But when you compare that to the teams that have not even been to a Super Bowl, I mean, have not been to one. That sounds a little bit selfish, a little bit arrogant and a little bit mind-blowing if you ask me it's different if your franchise has been to a Super Bowl and won one at some point in time in the NFL's history but if you've never been I know it's kind of not fair if you ask me but it's the NFL and the NFL is not fair nobody's gonna feel sorry for you and as Mike Tomlin says and it goes more so this year than it has in any other season because they lost as well on yesterday three and seven I mean, their record is so bad, they got booted out of last night's Sunday Night Football game time slot. So um, with that being said, let me go ahead and get on with the rest of this show. I'm way over my talk time. Um, It was 23 first downs for the Chiefs last night, 22 for the Chargers. 
Um, 12 of the 22 through the air for Los Angeles, 9 of the 22 on the ground. Chiefs and the Chargers defenses both made errors that awarded the Chiefs and the Chargers offenses first downs. Chargers had 14 third downs on last night. They converted eight of them. Neither the Chiefs nor the Chargers offenses had to go forward on fourth down to convert. 65 total plays in the game for the Chargers for a total of 365 yards in the game. That's rushing and passing. 11 total drives for the Chiefs, 10 total drives for the Chargers. And then the Chargers, which was a team that lost on the last night, had 25 penalty yards on four penalties, um, two turnovers in the game, a fumble loss and an interception thrown. They had enough time of possession to win the game, though, 32 minutes and 19 seconds. But as we all know, when you're the Kansas City Chiefs and when you are a quarterback as gifted as a Patrick Mahomes, you don't need time of possession in order to figure out, or should I say, in order to win a game. Once again, Monday Night Football, not far away, only a little bit under an hour away from kickoff in the last international series game. Mexico City, Mexico. 7,000 feet above sea level on a mountain in the middle of the country of Mexico. 49ers and the Cardinals return for the first time since 2019. First Mexico City game since 2019. I think the last two teams to play was the Chargers and the Chiefs. Speaking of the Chargers and the Chiefs, so that directly relates to this Results show with these two teams I was involved in last night's game. 23 first downs for the Chiefs last night. 7 of 15 through the air. 1, um, beg your pardon, 7 of the 23 on the ground. 15, which is coincidentally Patrick Mahomes' jersey number. Of the 23 through the air. 10 third downs on last night. 5 of the 10 converted. 62 total plays, totaling up 485 yards. 11 total drives, averaging 7.8 per. That 45 is passing and rushing that is sick 54 yards in penalties on four of those penalties there was a fumble loss 27 minutes 41 seconds time of possession for the Kansas City Chiefs all right Justin Herbert completed 23 passes on 30 attempts 280 yards passing average 9.3 per Two touchdown passes, an interception thrown, five sacks for 30 yards. Loss in those five sacks. Quarterback rating of 81.7, overall rating of 113.2. Austin Eckler, the best PFP, pound for pound running back in the NFL. 19 carries, 83 rushing yards, averaged 4.4 per. I believe he's averaged at least four or more yards per in his career. He's been in the league six years. He had a rushing touchdown. Chargers as a team, 30 carries, 115 yards, averaging 3.8 per. And once again, Austin Eckler had the rushing touchdown in the game for the Chargers. As I stated a few moments ago, Chargers receivers were busy on last night, specifically Joshua Palmer. Found himself behind the Chiefs secondary once last night, had a beautiful touchdown catch to start the game and start the scoring. Pretty sure 
That was possibly an NBC Sports app predictor question that I got wrong. Eight receptions, 106 receiving yards, 13.3 was the average per catch. Man, he was rocking it. Two receiving touchdowns on last night. Keenan Allen returned with a blur on last night. Five receptions, 94 yards. He averaged 18.8 per. But the only receiver and or tight end and or fullback, H-back, running back to get touchdown receptions on last night was Joshua Palmer, wide receiver for the Chargers last night. He had two. 23 total for the Chargers receivers, tight ends, H-backs, fullbacks, and running backs. 280 receiving yards for those guys last night. Average 12.2 per two receiving touchdowns. Once again, Joshua Palmer. Keenan Allen had the fumble. He lost it. It was recovered, I believe, by Frank Clark, the defensive end for the Chiefs. Hope that guy stays out of trouble. And then Alohi Gilman, the South Pacific Islander, Samoan, Polynesian, Hawaiian. Uh, He had a fumble recovery on last night, and I believe that was off of uh, Jarek McKinnon, the uh, running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. On last night, man, I'm running out of time. I got to hurry up. Patrick Mahomes had a fumble last night, but it was recovered by Patrick Mahomes. Speaking of Patrick Mahomes, he had four carries for 23 yards last night, averaged 5.8 yards per carry. Those were scrambles, though, for the most part. Passing, though, 329 yards passing, 9.7 per completion. These guys are amazing. Mahomes and Herbert averaged... Nine plus yards per completion. Patrick Mahomes was sacked once on last night for a loss of seven yards. Three touchdown passes, no interceptions on 20 completions on 34 pass attempts. Quarterback rating of 78.6, overall rating of 120.8. Isaiah Pacheco, rookie. 15 carries for 107 rushing yards. He averaged 7.1 yards per carry. This is the reason why Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has found himself with less carries and less playing time. And he's been hurt. Andy Reid has not lost confidence in him. We'll, we will see as the season goes along. But he got hurt again on last night. And you can't help the team if you're not available to help. Part of being a dependable employee or a service worker is being available to serve and to work. If you're not available to serve, then to work, then you're not a contributor as a worker or a server, or in this case, a player. And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, CEH, two carries, nine yards. He averaged 4.5 on those two carries, but that was basically it. Pacheco's a beast. He, 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 he's the real deal. He's the beast. And Kansas City Chiefs scouting department, they know what the heck they are doing in the draft. Los Angeles Rams. Speaking of NFL draft picks, Isaiah Pacheco is a running back that is a rookie from Rutgers University in Piscataway, New Jersey. He was a seventh round pick in the NFL this past April. And his birthday is March the 2nd, 1999. He was born a few months before my daughter was born on Thanksgiving, November the 25th, 1999. How about that, Shemaya? All right. Um, 
What else we got here? 27 carries, 163 total rushing yards, averaging six yards per carry. And that was the one stat that I gave you all in the prediction show that I was worried about for the Chargers that helped me predict that the Chiefs will win this football game. Chargers defense, especially on the interior because of the injuries that they have, they just give up too many yards on the ground. And again, 27 carries, 163 rushing yards spread out between four different Kansas City Chiefs ball carriers. As a team, they averaged six yards per carry. That's scary. And that rhymed. And I did that on purpose. Travis Kelsey, six receptions, 115 yards. Big Trav. Big Trav. Baby Gronkowski, man. But, you know, Travis Kelsey has made a name for himself, right? Especially now that Gronk is retired. My wife loves him. Not Travis Kelsey. She doesn't know about Travis Kelsey. She loves Gronk. All right. uh, Averaging 19.2 yards per catch on last night for big Travis Kelsey. Three receiving yards. Break apart and three receiving touchdowns. Excuse me. And the Kansas City Chiefs tight ends, wide receivers, H-backs, fullbacks, and running backs. 20 receptions, 329 receiving yards. 16.5 was the average per reception. Travis Kelsey was the only one to get touchdown receptions on last night. He had three. I really hate that I missed that call. I think I picked him to get two. Defense really quickly. I'm on red alert as I'm running out of talk time. Drew Tranquil, the linebacker for the Chargers. Seven total tackles, six solo. And then Duran James Jr. Seven total tackles, four solo, one sack, one tackle, four loss, quarterback hit. Six and one total team tackles, 40 solo tackles, one sack of Patrick Mahomes for the Chargers defense last night. Two tackles for a loss, a pass defense. Patrick Mahomes was hit six times on last night. Nick Bolton got an interception last night. Jersey number 32 for the, uh, what, second year linebacker, third year linebacker. I think he was a rookie last year. Anyway, Nick Bolton also had 14 total tackles, 10 solo, a pass defense. Willie Gay, 11 total tackles, 7 solo, a sack, 2 tackles for a loss, and a quarterback hit on Justin Herbert. Chris Jones, Chris Jones, Chris Jones last night. He had four quarterback hits, five total tackles, five solo tackles, two sacks, three tackles for a loss. Chris Jones was just absolutely sick on last night. He is the defensive tackle, young man, for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Kansas City Chiefs on last night as a team defensively. 74 total team tackles, 53 solo tackles, 5 sacks on Justin Herbert. 10, count them, 10 Justin Herbert's jersey number. 10 quarterback hits on number 10, Justin Herbert. 5 passes defense and 9 tackles for a loss. This has been your Sunday Night Football Results Show. An hour-long week 11 results show edition. If you listened all the way to the end, thank you. If you did not, thank you. As long as you listen, it's all that matters. Well over 57 minutes, but trust me, I've been talking for way longer than an hour. Had to pause here and there. This has been Sunday Night Football Results Show. I am now uh, 16 and 16. In prime time, and I am 7 and 4, baby, on Sunday Night Football. Monday Night Football, coming up, 
really, really soon. Mexico City, Mexico City. They're on Central Time. They will be in our same time zone. So uh, tune in to that. Or should I say my same time zone, which is Central. Tune in to that game. 49ers tonight against the Cardinals in Mexico City. Mexico City, Mexico. And the 49ers, they are 5-4 and four on the year. The Cardinals are 4-6. and six. Cardinals gave up a home game. And both of these teams are on the road. My prediction, 19-13, Chiefs over the Chargers. The final score, 30-27, Chiefs over the Chargers. Everybody stay safe out there and enjoy your Monday Night Football game. This is not the last time you guys are going to hear from me this week. I got a whole slate of games to predict winners of in Week 12. Three games on Thanksgiving Day. And, of course... I got the Monday Night Football results show. I will give everyone that show on tomorrow. Stay safe out there. One.